Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. In ancient times, the observance of this holiest of days required a sacrifice. Today, discover the thrilling but little-known connections between Yom Kippur and Jesus is our High Priest. Just ahead on Jewish Voice. When you look specifically at the details of Yom Kippur, the sacrifices, the actual animal sacrifices that had to be made were absolutely central to the, the observance of Yom Kippur. And, and, and all of the feasts of the Lord, you have a, various sacrifices that are absolutely essential to the correct observance of these appointed times. So the problem is, that there is no more sacrifice. And when you look at Leviticus 17.11, which is a, a, a foundational verse, you see that there must be blood atonement. There needs to be sacrifice. Here's what it says in Leviticus 17.11. The life of the flesh, I know it by heart. It's so critical. The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for your souls or for your sins. And this, the context of this is you should never consume blood. It, it's absolutely forbidden to have consume anything with blood in it, to drink blood or eat blood sausage. We drain the animals completely in the, in the biblical system of kashrut or dietary laws because blood represents the life. And without the blood, here's what it says, there is no atonement. This is so critical and something that's missing today in a rabbinic system of atonement through prayer and good deeds and repentance. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And you see this from the very, very beginning when God puts Adam and Eve in the garden and he tells them be fruitful and multiply. But one thing that you can't do is eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and they sinned when they disobeyed God, there was a blood atonement. How do we know that? We know that because in their own human efforts to cover themselves, they had the, the, the fig leaves, and God said, no, this is not acceptable, and he covered them with what? With animal skins. That meant an animal had to be put to death for the sins of Adam and Eve, so they could be what? so they could be covered. When Noah uh, gave thanks to God for the receding of the waters after the flood, we're told that he made blood sacrifice and God cut a covenant or made a covenant with Noah. Now listen to this. This is before the law of Moses. This is before Old Testament law, right? Noah sacrificed animals and there was the shedding of blood, Leviticus 17, 11. This is the life of the flesh and this is God's plan for atonement, redemption, or covering. And then we have Abraham, right? God chooses Abraham and he says, Abram, and he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. In Genesis chapter 15, verses 9 and 10, we see what has come to be referred to as the Abrahamic covenant. God is making a covenant with Abram, who later becomes Abraham, and it says this in Genesis chapter 15, verse 9. So the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, 
a goat and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all of these to him, cut them in two, which means he killed them, obviously, which means there was the shedding of blood, and he arranged the halves, it says, on opposite ends of each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. And then verse 17 says, when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, jumping to verse 17, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. A very interesting picture of, I think, the very presence of God that's passing through what? The blood sacrifices, the offerings of these animals that Abram had prepared for the Lord. He's going between. God's very presence is going between these animals that have been sacrificed, that represent redemption, that represent atonement, that represent covering. And then verse 18 says that on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. This is the Abrahamic covenant, the promise of the land, the promise of, 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 of a unique people that would be a kingdom of priests and bring the revelation of God to the world and be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. How was it instituted? With blood sacrifice. You know, the, 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 the sign of the Abrahamic covenant is, actu- is circumcision, which is actually the cutting of flesh and the shedding of blood. Now, the Mosaic Covenant, the covenant that w- what we refer to as the law, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, which most of the time is referring to the Mosaic Covenant, was clearly based on blood sacrifice, right? It was blood sacrifice that this is where the temple, where first the tabernacle and later the temple is instituted. This is where a priesthood is established through the sons of Levi and the high priest uh, through the, the sons of Aaron. And, of course, the whole sacrificial system. It was a type. It was a shadow of that which is to come. But it it establishes the principle of blood sacrifice that's already been observed from the beginning of man, from the very beginning. The Hebrew word for covenant is the word brit, brit. It literally means to cut. And so the correct terminology is not to make a covenant, not to institute a covenant, but actually to cut a covenant. In fact, the Hebrew word also means circumcision. A breed is not only a covenant, but we, we, we go to experience the breed when the eight-day-old male is circumcised. It's a bris or a breed. It's the same word to cut the foreskin. You're cutting a covenant with God, and that cutting always involves blood. And of course, the new covenant, the Brit Hadashah in Hebrew, was inaugurated in blood, the blood of Yeshua. I'm so thankful for the blood. And you can only understand the blood sacrifice of Yeshua, the 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 blood that came out of his hands and his feet as they were pierced, fulfilling scripture, Psalm 22. 
the blood that came out as the, the, the spear was thrust into his side, you can only understand the significance of the blood sacrifice of the Messiah when you understand that he was fulfilling the requirement of Leviticus 17, the requirement of God from the beginning of mankind that the, the life of the flesh is in the blood and it must be shed for the atonement of sin, for the covering of sin. It must be shed for true redemption to take place, for true sacrifice. And so that's why Yeshua had to shed his blood for us. That's why he had to die. Now, interestingly, some very orthodox Jews still understand that, that blood is required for sacrifice, uh, that this is a, a covering, and most of the Jewish community thinks they're crazy, but in a very limited circle of orthodoxy, they still actually make blood sacrifice. For men, it is a rooster. You don't see any thing in the sacrificial system in Torah about a, a rooster, but they, they actually kill the rooster and they wave the rooster over their head. For women, it's a hen. Now, the Jewish community thinks they're crazy, but are they really? Or do they understand the biblical basis of covenant, the biblical idea of redemption and atonement, which requires blood sacrifice? It began in the third century and continues on to this day. I don't know if you've ever heard about this. Uh, again, they're, they're viewed as crazies, but I think that they understand something that uh, the Jewish community as a whole doesn't understand, the rabbis don't understand, and that is the significance of blood sacrifice. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burness that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement on DVD. Plus, our exclusive Biblical Feast tent cards to help you discover the significance of each of the Jewish feasts. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we have even more gifts to share as an expression of our gratitude. In addition to the two resources just mentioned, we'll also send you a beautiful and inspiring work of art 
a three-dimensional replica of the Ark of the Covenant, carried by members of the priestly tribe of Levi. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. Now on Yom Kippur, we're told that the high priest, which originally was Aaron and then his children, would go into what's known as the Holy of Holies. L let me help you understand the, 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 the picture here. When God spoke to Moses as they were getting ready to leave Egypt, he commanded him in very specific detail with chosen artisans to build a tabernacle, a transportable place of worship that would actually be broken down when the pillar of fire moved by night or the cloud by day. Uh, we're going to see this when I talk about Sukkot. We'll talk about the significance of tabernacles, which are these, these very simple dwellings that represent the children of Israel moving through the wilderness wandering in the wilderness and moving with God's presence. And in order for God to dwell among his people, he instructs Moses uh, through specific artisans to build the tabernacle. The tabernacle was a transportable place of worship and it consisted of three areas. The first one was known as the outer court. And this is where the men of Israel came and they worshiped God in the outer court. The outer court is where the actual uh, sacrifices took place, the outer court. And then there was a much smaller area inside of these curtains known as the inner court or the holy place. The men of Israel could not go into the holy place, only the children of Levi, the Levites, would minister in the inner court, in the holy place. And then you had this very small area, which was called the Holy of Holies or the most holy place. Now, you definitely wanted to stay out of the holies of, of holies because anyone who went in there, including a Levite, including a son of Aaron that was unprepared would immediately die. Why? because of the Shekhinah, the very presence of God that was in the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies, we had the Ark of the Covenant. And of course, in the Ark, we had the, the rod that budded, we had the, the Ten Commandments on tablets, and then some of the manna. And this amazing Ark, which I, I, you're looking at now, was also portable. It, it was not light because it was covered in gold. I, I wouldn't want to be one of the ones assigned to carry this thing, but this is actually the centerpiece of the tabernacle, and, and God's presence would dwell on the cover, above the cover of the Ark of the Covenant, known as the mercy seat. This covering was actually called the kippur, the covering, and then the mercy seat. And only once a year, the high priest, Aaron and then his offspring, 
would go into the Holy of Holies and they would go in after a very detailed process of preparation. This is not something that was to be taken lightly. This was something that was very serious because if you misstepped, you died. It was that simple. Now, the tabernacle, when it finally settled in Jerusalem, uh, later became the blueprint for the Temple of Solomon, which was built not by David, but by Solomon. The same blueprint, the outer court, the inner court, or the, the holy place, and then the holy of holies only once a year. This is very clearly laid out, the specifics of this, in Leviticus chapter 16, beginning in verse 2. Here's what it says. The Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron that he is not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place behind the curtain in front of the atonement cover on the ark, or else he will die. Now, let me stop there. I want to reiterate, this is not by choice. You don't enter into the Holy of Holies without going through a very specific process on a very specific day, and you had to be the right person. So I talked about this holy place where the Levites would minister, but then you had a curtain. This is the very curtain we're going to see ripped in two with Yeshua's sacrifice, but Aaron and then his offspring would then on one day, Yom Kippur, go into the Holy of Holies. If they didn't follow every detail exactly, they died. It's serious business. Let's go on. For I will appear in the cloud over the atonement cover, the mercy seat or the kippur, the covering of the ark. This is how Aaron is to enter the most holy place. Listen to the detail. He must first bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He is to put on the sacred linen tunic with linen undergarments next to his body. He's to tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself with water before he puts them on. From the Israelite community is to take two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Now, look how detailed this is. Number one, it had to be exactly as God laid out, but also look at the centrality of the sacrifice on Yom Kippur. You deny yourself, you gather together, you don't do no work, but the, the actual redemptive act is taking place in the sacrifices that are being brought into the tabernacle and then the temple and ultimately the blood. Let's read on. Aaron shall bring the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household, and he is to slaughter the bull for his own sin offering. Now let me stop there. This is the same picture as Passover. What is the requirement of the, of, of the households of Israel concerning the lamb? And the answer is in Exodus chapter 12, every man needs a lamb. No one is exempt. Aaron has to begin by making atonement for himself and for his family. He's not exempt. Why? Because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, including the high priest. So before, and this is a very important point, listen to the, 
what the Holy Spirit's trying to show you, that before Aaron can be the intercessor, before Aaron can bring, can bring the atonement before the Lord for the people, he has to be redeemed. He has to be purified. He has to be right with God. Are you getting the message here? He has to be a vessel that's prepared and cleansed so that he can be used to atone for the people. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burness that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement on DVD. Plus, our exclusive Biblical Feast tent cards to help you discover the significance of each of the Jewish feasts. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we have even more gifts to share as an expression of our gratitude. In addition to the two resources just mentioned, we'll also send you a beautiful and inspiring work of art, a three-dimensional replica of the Ark of the Covenant carried by members of the priestly tribe of Levi. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. Our mandate at Jewish Voice is to go anywhere in the world where there's Jewish people open to the gospel. And through that, we reach all people. It brings us to remote places like the Bush of Zimbabwe and here in Gondar, Ethiopia, to help an ancient Jewish community, a lost tribe, the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. These are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, most of them have never been to a, a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care. And we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world. 
And one way you can partner with this ministry is by coming on one of our outreaches. We go to India to help the B'nai Menashe. We go to Ethiopia three times to help different Jewish communities. We're working now in Zimbabwe with the Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish tribe. These are lost tribes of Israel that God is restoring in these last days. And it takes volunteers. This is absolutely critical to these outreaches. And I promise you this, if you come on an outreach, God will use you and in the midst of using you, he will change you as well. We need you to say, Hineni, here am I, send me. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, it's been a, a remarkable experience for us. Uh, it's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. We've seen children who, who couldn't speak, they couldn't hear, they, they were, they couldn't do anything. I, I'm shocked. And then, and then they can speak, and, and they can hear, and they can say their names. Eyes, eyes to see with adults. I've seen so many miracles. I, my heart is, is just filling up. I, I'm, I'm forever going to be changed over this entire experience. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. Imagine celebrating the miraculous power of the Passover against the breathtaking backdrop of the sparkling Eastern Caribbean Sea on board a luxurious Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Rejoice at the Messianic Passover Seder led by Rabbi Jonathan Burness, remembering God's mighty hand delivered the Jewish people from bondage. Worship because the miracle held a mystery revealed and completed in Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover Lamb, an ultimate sacrifice for our sins. This is the Jewish Voice seven-day Passover cruise on the turquoise waters of the Eastern Caribbean and the enchanting white sand islands of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas. You don't want to miss the beauty, worship, and celebration as we share the mystery and the miracle of the Passover on the seas. Join Jonathan Burness and Jewish Voice April 16th through 23rd, 2016. Cabin Space is limited. Book now for the best rooms and rates. Call or click today. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, with eye care, dental care, and it's all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. Will you be a part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today? Now, if your answer is yes, we have some very special ways of saying thank you today. I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. Just call, click, or write now to share and request them. And remember, your generous gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash jewishvoice. 
and just like us on Facebook and we'll keep you updated on all that's going on here at Jewish Voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says, they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.